Research about decision-making shows that one of the main jobs of our rational brain is to justify the decisions of our emotional brain. As product managers, the decision that interests us the most is people deciding to buy our software. And that means we really should understand how to make our product, our positioning, and our marketing appeal to our prospects' emotional brains. A good way to reach your prospect's emotional brain and convince it that your product is the best and the one they should buy is to use emotionally engaging quotes and stories from customers. And what makes a quote emotionally engaging is if it talks about how the customer achieved a personal goal using your product. Welcome to this episode of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority, a podcast on how to be an effective product manager. I'm Nils Davis. If you remember the basic product management framework I talked about a few weeks ago, there's a link in the show notes, there's three main components. First, you need to find and validate a market problem. Then you're going to guide the creation of a solution to the problem. And finally, you're going to take the solution to market. Now, this podcast is really about that third step, going to market. There are many components to a good go-to-market process, but one of the most important is engaging emotionally with your prospects so they become customers. There are a lot of ways people can make an emotional connection to your product, but one of the best is hearing that it will help address their personal goals. And it's best to hear that not from you directly, but from your customers. Now, in my experience, business software product managers and marketers have shied away from squishy emotional things like personal goals. Now, this has always surprised me, but I think I understand the reason. A lot of us in the software world are what I call technologists. We have an engineer's bent. Alan Cooper, more on him later, calls us homo logicus. We love rationality and we expect our customers to make rational decisions just as we think we do. We think business people, our prospects, are interested in achieving business goals and nothing else. That they are driven by rational decision making and therefore not only do you have to emphasize how your product will provide concrete, that is rational, business value, but you need to avoid talking about soft subjects like personal goals at all because that's not rational stuff. Well, that view is not really correct. Good salespeople and good marketers have always understood that this view of rational buyers is not the whole story. I don't know if you've heard the old sales adage, people don't buy products, they buy people. But it gets to the heart of this idea. Buyers are not purely rational, they have emotions, and their emotional selves have to make the commitment to your product as much as their rational selves do. Now I keep using this term, personal goals. What does it mean? What is a personal goal? Well, first of all, Personal goals contrast with business goals and practical goals. The term as I first heard it is from Alan Cooper's The Inmates Are Running the Asylum, one of the canonical books on user experience and interaction design. I highly recommend this book. There's a link in the show notes if you want to grab it. And Alan describes personal goals as follows, using his, Ted, his friend Ted and Ted's new TV as an example. Ted had gotten a new TV and tried to set it up without much luck. Alan says, but we must never forget that Ted is a person, and as such he has strong personal feelings that can also be expressed as goals. Ted does not want his new possession to humiliate him. He does not want to be made to feel stupid. Ted does not want to make mistakes. He wants to have a feeling of accomplishment, and the sooner the better. He wants to have some fun. Now these personal goals are vital. From an interaction designer's point of view, they are more important than Ted's practical goals. So you can sort of hear from that passage that personal goals usually transcend the specifics of the product itself. They're about the customer or user and his or her personal experience, not about the product at all. 
But as Alan points out, they're often related to avoiding negative outcomes, and they can also be about achieving good outcomes. So now you may be wondering, okay, I understand personal goals. How does personal goals stuff play out in actually marketing a product? Well, one of the buzzwords in marketing is social proof. This means having a peer of the prospect recommend your product. Because we're technologists, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of social proof that you see in marketing for software is something like the following quote, your product helped me improve my sales by 10%. Well, that's about a business goal. It's a concrete rational achievement, and it's not at all emotionally exciting. There's very few people in the world that will get emotionally excited by that statement. But did this customer achieve a personal goal, perhaps? Did increasing sales by 10% mean they kept their job? Or maybe they got a promotion because of the 10% increase. Behind that sales increase by 10% quote is probably a much more compelling story, like, your product helped me get a promotion to sales director because our sales went up so much. And that's what you want for your social proof. Now, I have a few real-world examples. One of my favorites is a customer of one client who said, I wake up in the morning without dreading how much I will have to multitask today. Now, that's a personal goal that's been satisfied. Not waking up afraid of the day. If you have a customer who attributes better sleep to your product, especially if your product has nothing to do with sleep, you'd better make sure your prospects hear about it from the customer. Now that quote is on my client's website now. Another client's customer said, everyone from management to sales now looks at our group as experts because of your product. Now who doesn't have a personal goal to be and to look like and be perceived as an expert? If your product helps people be experts and helps their peers see them as experts, make sure your prospects know that and make sure they know it in the words of your customers. Now this social proof can go on your website as we discussed and it should be near the top of the first page ideally. Don't bury it on a, on a customer stories page or put it on the first page in addition to the customer stories page. But you can also use this kind of social proof in your sales materials and in your sales presentations and in your demos. One thing I often look at at companies is their success stories, customer success story white papers. And I always look through to see, are there any statements of personal goals being achieved? And if not, I always think, well, that was an opportunity missed for that company. So now that you're on board with the idea of social proof based on personal goals, let's talk about how to get this information. What you're after is stories about how your existing customers have achieved their personal goals with your product. And to get these good quotes and stories, you need to talk to your existing customers and guide them in sharing how your product addressed their personal goals. Of course, you can't just ask them baldly, did you achieve any personal goals with our product? Because most people don't know what personal goals means. Um, and oftentimes people aren't as reflective about things uh, to be able to directly answer that question. But if your customers are having success with your product, achieving business goals, for example, they will likely be able to tell you some good stories about how that affected them personally. Generally, if they're achieving a business benefit, there's going to be some personal goals achieved as well. So that's a good place to start. I have another few lines of uh, good lines of questioning you can use as well. So maybe they went into the use of your product with low expectations, maybe based on using other products, and your product exceeded their low expectations. That's always a useful thing to, to hear. A quote that says, this product was so much better than I expected it to be. That's very emotionally engaging. Another line of questioning, was there a problem before they implemented your product that had personal impact that your product eliminated? A typical example, 
they couldn't get to their kids' baseball and soccer games because they had to work late every day until your product made them much more efficient. Now they catch every game. Or they might have had a bad experience with a competitive product that your product didn't have. After tearing my hair out every month when we close the books with our old product, I just have to click a button with Acme Financials. I'm not losing my hair anymore. Great story. And of course, why would they choose your product over the competitor? Probably because of reasons like that. It's definitely a business goal to be able to close the books faster. But it also means that people achieve their personal goals if they can close the books faster. Another line of questioning, do they, or something to notice as you're talking to your customers, do they talk about their successes with your product in personal terms, such as now I sleep better at night or my stress level is much lower? Just keep your air out for them actually volunteering personal goals um, and the achievement of those. Another one that is a, is a great line of questioning is about their reputation or standing in the company. Did it change or improve after they implemented your product? I had the, the example above or the example earlier of that story where people are now perceived as experts. And then finally, you want to find out if the customer has found that annoying and tedious work is, has been eliminated. Everybody ha has the personal goal of not having to do stupid stuff. So if your product is helping people not having to do stupid stuff, that's a great benefit. You know, you, a quote like, your product saved our department a lot of time and headaches by eliminating most of the tedious manual tasks associated with our old process. That's a great quote. It's very compelling to people to hear that a, a quote like that. So those are just some of the lines of questioning you can use to start eliciting personal stories. Now, there are a couple of potential obstacles. And the biggest one is that maybe you feel you can't get permission to use these stories and attribute them to real people. So first of all, let's just say, First of all, step zero, as we technologists say, is to be getting the, the stories from your customers. But then if you really want, if you want to be able to use them as social proof on your website or in your sales materials, you obviously have to ask for permission. You definitely won't get permission if you don't ask. But it turns out a lot of people wouldn't mind having their name in lights, especially if you addressed a big personal goal. It's actually much more interesting for people to be able to share personal goals that they've achieved versus business goals. But if you can't get permission after asking, I think it's perfectly reasonable to put a paraphrase on the site or even the real quote, but with a non-specific attribution. That is, instead of attributing it to Joe Blow, project manager at Acme Industries, you say, Joe B, a very happy user, a large consumer product company. You can even add, call us for more information about how our product changed Joe's life. And then, if you can engage customers with the quote, I think it makes sense for that to be, you need to use real quotes in order for that to work because you then have to be able to back up, back it up when the prospect says, oh, was there a real Joe Blow? And you can say, yes. Would you like to talk to Joe? Or let me give you the full quote or let me tell you more about what happened at, at Joe's company, which is, oh, by the way, Acme Industries. We couldn't put that on the website, but I can tell you. You have gives you all kinds of tools, even if you just have the non-attributed quote on the site. Now, there's three things you can do today to start using these ideas. First of all, whenever you talk to a customer, and if you're a good product manager, you should be doing that at least on a weekly basis, try to elicit some thoughts about how your product has helped them satisfy personal goals, from being less annoyed by their work to being more praised by their peers. 
You can use the list of questions that I provided earlier, and I'll put, put that list of questions onto the uh, show notes um, as a guideline for your lines of questioning. Number two, I recommend searching through your existing customer success stories and the interviews that back them up to see if you can find the quotes that represent personal successes for the speaker and not just the achievement of business goals. Oftentimes those don't make it into the success stories, but they're often in the interviews. And even if they're not in the interviews, you can use those quotes as guidance when you actually talk to those customers again to see if you can get insight and some personal goals. Finally, number three, work with your marketing department to start using these personal goal quotes on your website as social proof for your product. Um, I'd recommend using A-B testing to confirm that they create more engagement, but I think you'll find that to be the, the outcome. Now, for more information, there's a couple of blog posts that I've written earlier, and I will link to those in the show notes. Um, I'll put links into the various books that I've mentioned, including one about the research that backs up the idea of using social proof and making sure to appeal to the emotional needs of your prospects. In closing, thanks for joining me on this episode of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority. I'd love to hear your feedback on this idea of social proof using personal goals. Take a look at the podcast notes at nilsdavis.com. Let me know via the comments if you think this will help you and your organization to sell better and more. Until next time, this is Nils Davis. You can follow me at Nilsy on Twitter and read my essays about product management at nilsdavis.com. If you like the podcast, please subscribe via iTunes. You can search for Responsibility Authority to find the listing. Mine is the only podcast that comes up for that search term or your favorite subscription method. And please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. The feedback, the feedback would be great. Thanks very much. Until next time. Bye-bye.